I'll never forget when Mark told me he was HIV positive. The two of us were in a cafe in London and we just ordered all day breakfasts. Many people had tried to help Mark off the streets and off the drugs, but he had finally succumbed to a dirty needle. He had quite a few scabs on his face that were red raw. Um, some of them were bleeding. And as drops of blood formed on both cheeks, I just managed to croak, hey mate, you might want to mop up your blood. I think I managed about half a mouthful of breakfast that morning. As well as being a horrible illness, AIDS in our culture carries massive social stigma as well. In the Old Testament, there was a disease a bit like AIDS. It was a, an illness that, for the purposes of the law, was invested with massive social and even spiritual significance. Leprosy. As we've seen, the Old Testament law was a dramatization of spiritual truths. The tabernacle, the priests, the sacrifices, none of them actually brought you into the spiritual reality, but they pointed you to the true spiritual reality. They pointed you forwards to the future work of Christ. And so when Aaron got his robes on as high priest, he was dressing up like Jesus. When he made the sacrifices for sin, he was enacting the sacrifices as a foretaste of what Jesus would do. When he went up into the throne room of God in the tabernacle, he was picturing the way that Jesus would ascend into heaven. The law was a picture of gospel reality. And because it was a picture, its stipulations were explicitly skin deep. They were only really dealing with surface level realities. Because only the gospel deals with the heart. Only Jesus actually deals with the internal reality. But in the law, it talks about surface level things. So in Leviticus, it talks quite a bit about the walls that are infected with mildew in Leviticus chapter 14. And that's a surface level symptom of a problem that is with all creation. The whole world is infected with sin. But the Lord draws our attention just to mildew in the walls. It's a, it's a picture of a greater reality. And it's the same with skin diseases. Leviticus speaks quite a bit about skin diseases, not because the skin is more important than the rest of us. In fact, it's the opposite. The law highlights the external uncleanness that we all have as a sign of deeper issues. The leper with unclean skin reminds us of ourselves with unclean hearts. And so it's chilling to be reminded of how our uncleanness deserves ostracism, both from God and man. You see, here is what the priest was to declare about the leper. Leviticus chapter 13, and we'll just read from verse 44. Speaking of uh, the leper, verse 44, The man is diseased and is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean because of the sore on his head. Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes, let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. Here is a surface-level portrait of our condition. We are meant to see that we ourselves deserve this kind of ostracism. Perhaps you feel it yourself. Perhaps you feel unclean. Perhaps you feel like you deserve outer darkness and shame. What hope is there for you? Well, what hope is there for the leper? Because the leper will preach to us the solution. 
What hope is there for the leper? Well, there's nothing that the leper can do themselves, but there are things that can happen to the leper for their cleansing. And Leviticus 14 tells us how the unclean become cleansed. Uh, First, in chapter 14, verse 3, we read about how the first thing that happens is the priest himself goes outside the camp. Here's the beginning of it all. The priest would meet the poor wretch in his wretchedness. And then secondly, uh, sacrifices are made. From verse 4, we read about these uh, sacrifices. And there's a ritual involving two birds. One bird is sacrificed and the other is, is sprinkled by the blood of the first bird and then released. The leper is being taught that his freedom costs the blood of another. The third thing that happens in Leviticus 14 is the leper goes away for a week and shaves off every hair on his body and he returns on the eighth day looking like a newborn baby. In a sense, he's born again. This is a picture of our own spiritual cleansing. You see, Christ, our great high priest, he goes outside the camp. He meets us in our depravity. He dies for us. He cleanses us with His blood and liberates us, and in His resurrection, He raises us to new life. So in the fullness of time, when Jesus came in the flesh, there's this time in Mark chapter 1 where He meets a leper. And in verse 40, we read this, A man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged Him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant, indignant with the disease, and he reached out his hand and touched the man. He said, I am willing, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. Everyone uh, surrounding this story in Mark chapter 1, I'm sure, feared that Jesus would have become unclean by his contact with the leper. They knew Leviticus. They knew that uncleanness was contagious, but instead, Jesus seems to give the man a good infection. Jesus becomes indignant at the horror of leprosy and the fallen world that it signifies. But instead of flinching back, he reaches out to touch the leper. Unthinkable in Jesus' day. Unthinkable. And somehow Jesus' cleanseness, cleanseness, his cleanness, passes over to the leper. Here in Mark chapter 1, the healing seems so effortless. But just as in Leviticus 14, the freed bird was only released at the cost of blood, so the leper's cleansing had a price tag attached. To cleanse this leper, Jesus himself had to be made unclean. In fact, he had to die the death of the unclean. Jesus was strung up outside the city and accursed by all. He he became despised and rejected. But he did it to bring the outcasts in. Let me take you back to my friend, Mark in that cafe. Imagine the same scenario. He, he confesses to me this infectious, fearful disease. But imagine that the person sitting opposite him is not like me. Imagine the person sitting opposite him does not shrink back, but they reach out to him. Imagine them touching his face, getting their blood on his hands. And they don't seem to mind. They don't seem to mind what cost it is to themselves. Imagine them healing the sores cleansing the blood, curing the illness, removing the shame, restoring the man to health and wholeness. This is what Jesus does for spiritual lepers like you and like me. So today, if you feel even slightly unclean, what should you do? Run to Christ. He is our priest and sacrifice. 
and say to him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clear. You know what you'll hear him say? He'll say, I am willing. Be clean. 